Welcome to the Colorado Sports Guys podcast. This is your Colorado Sports Week in Review. Colorado Avalanche are now 37-30 and 30 in an 8th place out west with 78 points. They went 3-1 and one last week with a loss to the Nashville Predators and wins versus the Minnesota Wild, Edmonton Oilers, and Anaheim Mighty Ducks. They'll always be mighty in me. This week they got three games. Wednesday, March 14th, they're in Buffalo. Thursday, March 15th, they're in New Jersey. Saturday, March 17th, they're in New York to face the Rangers. Your Denver Nuggets sitting pretty at 23-19 and in sixth place out west. Right now, they would face the Lakers in round one in a 3-6 matchup. Denver went 1-2 and two last week with a win over the Hornets and losses to the Cleveland Cavaliers and Memphis Grizzlies. Nuggets are in action tonight against the Atlanta Hawks at the Pepsi Center. They're currently 2-2 two and two on their nine-game homestand with four games this week, as mentioned, playing the Hawks right now. Denver with a slight lead nearing the half. Thursday, March 15th, they play the Oklahoma City Thunder, second matchup against the hated rivals. Saturday, March 17th, versus the Boston Celtics, a St. Patrick's Day game. And Monday, March 19th, versus the Dallas Mavericks. That game of consequence because the Denver Nuggets are 0-8 on March 19th since 1984. <laughs> that is your Colorado Sports Week in Review. Ross Martin, let's go ahead and start this show. Welcome to the Colorado Sports Guys podcast, episode number 32. This is quite a big week in Colorado sports. Kind of a surreal week as we've dealt with in the recent past. But as always, from DenverStiffs.com, Nate Timmons is here. Oh, everybody on the internet, thanks for uh, listening in. Rastafarian, how you doing over there? I'm doing fantastic, and I just want to remind everybody to... Uh, Give us a ring. Give us a call. Send us a text message. Leave us a voicemail, 720-722-1274. Do that. It's fun. Trust me. You'll like it. We'll replay your voicemails on the show. If you have anything that you want to say and uh, you just feel like you need to uh, express yourself, do that. Also, What's that number again? 720-722-1274. That's 720-722-1274. Perfect. Yeah, you can just text us. Just shoot us a text message. I like to text. Yeah, me too. I have unlimited text. I'm good at it. I wish my fingers weren't as fat and I could do it on my droid better. I swipe. I'm a swiper now. You're a swiper? <laughs> yep. Yeah. I always thought that about you, possibly. Now I know. <laughs> Colorado Sports Guys. Uh, Twitter is at C-O-L-O Sports Guys. Facebook, friend us, like us, whatever you do there. And then email us, show at ColoradoSportsGuys.com. I will be reading an email. From one of our listeners that uh, we got in response to our show last week. And then there's a new thing. And we've had this. Uh, obviously, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on, from our website, com. But we've had some requests and some uh, some folks that have been inquiring about uh, why we're not available on Stitcher Radio. Nate, are you familiar with Stitcher Radio? Uh, a little bit, yeah. 
I've always not been, to be honest, a huge fan of it because it's it streams, right? And I've never had like a 4G or 3G connection. I, I guess when I first started using it, I was actually on the Edge network with my hacked iPhone on the T-Mobile network, and I couldn't really get a really strong stream of it. But Stitcher Radio is a uh, like a an app you download for free, and then you can just kind of find our show in there. So I will be. I'm, I'm happy to say to all of our Listeners that have been asking for this, we're now on Stitcher. Oh, really? You can find us on Stitcher. Dang, man. You got uh, right on that one. Well, it's something I've been uh, kind of talking to them about. And uh, to be honest, I heard a lot of bad things about it uh, from some of the podcasts I listen to. I listen to Bill Burr's Bill Monday Burr Morning Podcast. Does not like Stitcher. Does not. Uh, <laughs> the Nerdist Podcast is one of my favorites. Chris Hardwick canceled his feed or whatever well, he was did. hardwick the old host of singled out yeah jenny yeah. mccarthy absolutely yep. that's how i knew him too yeah now he's uh on all sorts of stuff but i the talking dead the nerdist what's podcast. the talking dead it's the uh, after show for the walking dead oh, the zombie show that seems very nerdish i could see that <laughs> yeah so anyway i just was never really explored it that much but we've gotten enough people who have said listen we'd really like to listen more but you're not on stitcher and that's my medium of choice or the delivery so anyway whatever we did it we we uh agreed to do it stitcher's happy to have us they uh seem to be all right i, I don't know why these uh, other folks are upset with stitcher but uh well i believe they do some sort of advertising on your podcast right i think and what you they, don't see any money from that i think what they do is they uh advertisements pop up on your phone maybe as you're listening like visual yeah like pandora does that yeah but i i mean i don't know if they interrupt the show with advertisements, with audio advertisements. Yeah, they probably don't do that, but, I mean, I, I, I did hear Bill Burr argue with uh, Brian Redband of the Joe Rogan Experience podcast, and they had a good 20-minute argument about, you know, Bill Burr wants money from it, and they got into a whole thing about RSS, and Bill Burr didn't really know what he was talking about. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I remember I heard that too, Yeah, and I kind of sided with Redband because you're providing this podcast for free over an RSS feed. So yeah. Anyway, makes sense. Uh, Stitcher's doing that, and uh, we've you know a lot of people have have emailed us about that, and so whatever we did it, it was pretty easy. Just send them an email, and said yep, go ahead and do it, and they were happy to do it, and they're very happy to have us. So yeah, check us out on Stitcher. Um, they had sent me a blurb that says you can hear our show on Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly from your iPhone, Android phone, Kindle Fire, and beyond. Awesome. I've always oh, been having goodness. pretty good luck with my Android with the Pocket Casts. That's what I use too. I like to download that, and then you don't get any of that Wi-Fi interruption. Yeah, so it's four bucks. For some reason, it uh, sometimes it'll power my entire phone off. I've had that problem every once in a while. Is that? that I think that might just be the. It's Android probably my thing. phone. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing with me. It just turns off. Android X just likes to. Sometimes it just does what it wants. It does. You know? I wake up sometimes and it's got its screen on, staring at me. <laughs> Absolutely. I didn't download an eyeball app but they are looking at me so i don't know what that is ah, stupid droids all right well um so there's that there's the you know the obligatory to the people that have been asking for stitcher you got it there you go find it there uh, i don't know how you find it but uh it's there they tell me it's there so beyond that we're going to talk about peyton manning obviously we're going to address from last week's show uh we're going to kind of relive that moment our conversation last week 
Yeah. Because uh, somebody had blown was, off the Peyton Manning talk. It was. Uh, I, yeah. Somebody absolutely. wanted to delve into it. I don't know who was who, but <laughs> we can get into that it later. Was, uh, things have changed since then. That was last Tuesday. So many things have changed since then. But we're going to do that. CU and CSU are in the NCAA tournament, which is freaking awesome. Yeah, I can't remember the last time both teams made it into the big dance. Uh, yeah, it was like 10 years ago, I think, something like that. Did they both make it then? Uh, yeah, eight or nine or ten years ago. Yeah, CSU, the last time they were in, they gave Duke a pretty good fight for about I'm, three quarters of a game. I remember that. Wasn't that a one sixteen matchup or two fifteen? Mm, yeah, CSU was either a 14 or 15, something like that that season. Yeah, yeah, so very exciting stuff. Uh, kind of uh, was under the radar for me. I know a lot of uh, fans and out there listening right now have been following those teams and I'm ashamed to say I really wasn't, but now this is those three weeks of the year where I pay attention to college basketball. This is when a lot of fans, I mean, the tournaments are, or the tournament bracket is set. So it's time to start paying attention. Yes. So study up, make your educated guesses and uh, pick your favorite team's colors and you could win. Absolutely. So it's March 13th. So much to talk about, but before we get into that, Nate Timmons, what's up with you, man? How you doing? Doing quite well. Uh, a little bit of exciting news, I guess, I could share with you. Uh, as part of Denver Stiffs, I've been uh, communicating with the Nuggets and will be getting uh, granted access tomorrow to attend the Nuggets practice as a member of the media. Fantastic. So that should be pretty fun. The Nuggets, of course, playing tonight against the Atlanta Hawks, and they have a big game on Thursday against the Oklahoma City Thunder. So I'll get to kind of uh, see what goes on, I guess, after the practice when they let the media in and kind of see how the team's feeling after their game and in preparation for another. So kind of an interesting time for uh, the Nuggets to be uh, – for me to be at a practice. It should be pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Considering the Nuggets in their position now in sixth place. Sixth place, yes. And, of course, you know, there's still a lot of games left to be played, but uh, they've certainly – Gotten out of the slump they were a few weeks ago, so that's cool. Yeah, and tonight's the first night in I don't even remember how long when every single player is active and ready to ready to play. They don't have anybody injured right now, so that's so amazing. They're all Gallinari's playing, Nene's playing, they're playing, Mozgov's playing, Mozgov's playing. Costa Kupis is back from his knee tendonitis, and Rudy Fernandez, who hasn't suited up for like a month, is back from his back strain as well. So oh, that's sweet. Yeah, full team back in action, and hopefully uh, everybody will be there tomorrow when I'm in attendance as well. I've promised myself I'm gonna I'm gonna ask at least two questions. Two questions. That's my minimum. What do you have? Uh, do you want to tell us what those questions are? You have? Do you have like five or six that you're thinking about? And yeah, I'm trying to trying to determine which players I want to try to uh, approach and talk with. Uh, one of them will be Ty Lawson, who's been um, wearing some some different uh, some different shoes. Since the All Star break, let out. So I might uh, try to see what the reasoning is behind those and why he's going with the, uh, the the different color scheme. What color was he wearing before? Blue and yellow. Yes, he was typically wearing Nuggets colors. Now he's going with uh, what is known as the mango color scheme of the LeBron Nines. Interesting. So we'll see what's going on with that. And then uh, I might actually ask some real basketball questions as well. <laughs> Nobody, <laughs> you know what, Nate? Don't even worry about that. People want to hear about. You should ask him what his favorite sports movie is, and does it or does it not involve Gene Hackman? Yeah, that's, that's what good. people want to know. I was trying to I was trying to figure out if I should, you know, ask maybe a, a certain question pertaining to the Oklahoma City Thunder, but I think everybody will be asking that kind of stuff, what's, right? What's that question? I don't know yet. Oh, just any like question, on the level not of, a specific question, but. 
level of one to ten, uh, say for, I don't know, uh, Aaron Aflalo, uh, how much do you hate Russell Westbrook? Level of one to ten. Gotcha. I hear you. Would that be a go? I I think you should do it. Maybe something better than that. I yeah, know. I don't know uh, if he'd answer that. <laughs> yeah, he'd probably be like, "I don't hate anybody." He'll be like, "I just well, focus." Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, I have a lot of respect for him. I just focus on one player at a time. <laughs> I try to do this. Come out there and try to give, give him a lot of credit. Got to give him a lot of credit for what he's accomplished. Yeah. Wouldn't, well, I wouldn't be here, and he wouldn't be here. You know, if we weren't blessed and. <laughs> So I'm trying to trying to think of something that maybe is a little off the wall. If uh, if anybody has any ideas, shoot me uh, an email or shoot me a, a, te- a tweet or whatever you want to do. Yes, but um, yeah, and maybe Mozgov. Uh, I could talk about that as well. We uh, I'm going to see if Mozgov perhaps recognizes me from when we gave him his own Mozgov militia T-shirt at the game last week. I saw that picture and I thought that was freaking awesome. It was pretty sweet, man. He. Uh, we got into the stadium at around 5.30. He comes out, uh, as I know, and does his pregame workout. And then he uh, got done with that. I was sitting with uh, Russ and Vicky. Vicky, of course, Vicky the sign lady. And Russ, uh, better known as Vicky's husband, is on the back of his jersey. <laughs> Mr. Sign Lady? <laughs> yeah. Mr. Mr. The sign, sign Lady. Husband. But uh, both great people and gracious enough to uh, allow us to uh, kind of – Sit sit with them during the game, and uh, they actually called Timo over. Uh, he saw the shirt immediately uh, when R- me and Rory were standing there. Immediately looked at Rory's shirt and uh, got a smile on his face and was like, "How cool!" And then he came over, you know, shook our hands. Uh, we asked him if we could get a quick picture with him, and he immediately started putting the shirt on. And he told us that his uh, his dad was visiting soon from Russia, and that he was going to give the shirt to his dad. That is awesome. So and then we heard uh, Ben Hockman, who uh, did our podcast uh, like a month ago or so mm-hmm. now. Uh, he came out of the tunnel a few minutes later and said, uh, "You know, Russ and Vicky are like, hey Ben, like check out our shirt because I gave Russ and Vicky a shirt and they got it autographed." And uh, they told Ben, "You know, come check out our shirt." And he was like, "Yeah, who's making those?" He's like, "I just saw Mozgov wearing his in the locker room." And we're going, "Oh, sweet, he's wearing it in the locker room." We're like, "We're <laughs> making those." So. It was pretty cool, and you know, we did it to uh, to honor him, and it was just kind of a, a neat thing to be able to to meet him and present him with the shirt. And he seemed kind of happy with having his own little fan club. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, great player, cool dude, right? Seems like it. Yeah, it seems really nice. I mean, he's only you know twenty five years old, a new father, newly married as well. Last year, so just uh, trying to figure out the way of the of, of the world here in Colorado. <laughs> yeah, so it's very different, right? Yeah. Like, what are all these cars moving around? What is this, the future? Right? I guess. <laughs> I doubt it, maybe. He's like, are these skyscraper, skyscrapers? They really do scrape the sky. No? Where's he from? He's from Russia. Oh, I, I, sorry. I thought he was like from Like 1963 or something. <laughs> no, he yeah, is not. I, so. I hear you. No, that's awesome. I yeah. saw his pictures. I thought that was cool. What a, you know, what a cool thing to do. And he's probably pumped, right? Yeah, he seemed not, pretty pumped about it's it. It's not every day you, some guys are making shirts uh, in your honor, right? Yeah, that's that's, cool. that's kind of what we thought. and um, So, yeah, there you go. So, um, anything else you want to cover on the Nuggets? Or, I mean... I mean, we have the uh, the biggest thing is the, the trade deadline is, is Thursday. It's on the March 15th. And uh, we're starting to see a little action right now. A big trade went down. The Milwaukee Bucks sent Andrew Bogut, the Australian center, and Stephen Jackson to the Golden State Warriors. 
for uh, Monta Ellis and a, a reserve center whose name I cannot pronounce. <laughs> so we're starting to see some a little sound action. Sound it out. Just sound it out. Uh, M.A. Udoko? Udoka? Something like that? That sounds good. Yeah. M.A. Udoko? M.A. Udoka? I don't know. Israel Kamakawiba Ole? Sure. That was him. That's yeah. who they traded. But Do little... you know who Israel Kamakawiba Ole is? No, I have no idea. He's that guy who sings that song where it's like... Uh, um, somewhere over the rainbow. It's the big uh, fat Hawaiian guy. Oh yeah, I love that song. Yeah, from yeah. For- Finding Forrester. You know that? Movie? Yeah, that's a great song. His name is Israel Kamakawewa Ole. Oh well, he was not part of that trade. Oh okay. Unfortunately. Okay. But yeah, I mean, uh, so the NBA trade deadline two days. Uh, getting a lot of tweets and emails. I'm even getting an emails from some Clippers fans asking me what their team is going to do. I'm not sure why they think I'm an expert on the Clippers. God, but... Clippers, get your own block. <laughs> yeah. You know, Losers. You can write Clips Nation if you want, but you know I'll answer them best of my abilities. Sure. Uh, so yeah, everybody's wondering if the Nuggets are going to do anything. Um, you know, Wilson Chandler is still negotiating with the team. He's in Denver. I actually wrote his agent on Twitter asking him how things were going. He said they're talking to the team, hoping to get a deal done. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But Nuggets, I don't think will probably make a trade. I think that now that everybody's healthy, they probably want to see what they have and let these guys maybe play a few games together before making a big, bold move. But um, other than that, other than adding Wilson Chandler, I don't see the Nuggets doing much of anything. Yeah, it's one of those things where like they talk a lot about um, – a lot of talk had been about Wilson Chandler coming into the team late, not having that chemistry. But if you make a trade this late, you have to deal with that same thing. Yeah, same and thing. And it's just hoops. I mean, it's not – like it's a completely different game. It's not like you have to learn a huge playbook. You just have right. to learn some defensive scheme, defensive schemes. And with the Nuggets offense, it's just like get open, we'll pass you the ball. Exactly. They have a free flowing offense. So, so you think he's going to play for the Nuggets this year? I don't know, man. I still think it's like very 50 50. I'd almost say 60 40 that he's not going to. Would you so. say almost maybe? Almost maybe possibly. <laughs> I, w- I would say that I don't think he is. I'd be surprised if he signs with Denver. I'll be pretty surprised. I think he's asking for uh, more money than the Nuggets want to pay him, and I'm not quite sure. I think he's asking for a lot because he knows if he stays here, he's going to be coming off the bench. So maybe he's asking for more than he thinks he could get from other teams because he wants to go to another team and start versus coming off the bench in Denver. But you know, they still have his rights over the summer. If he doesn't sign, they can match any contract. So we'll see uh, what happens in the next couple of days. Was JR getting signed by the Knicks a hindrance to Wilson Chandler going back there? Uh, no, he, yeah, he really couldn't have gone back to the Knicks. They didn't have any money. They don't have any money to offer anybody. So I think J.R. Smith signed for 2.5 million and Chandler's wanting to deal, I think somewhere probably around eight to 10 million in that range. So that's what he's looking for. Yikes. Yeah. All right. So listen, without further ado, we have a top five list this week and it all kind of hinges around the Peyton Manning thing, right? Yes. Peyton Manning. So, let's talk about last week. We tried to talk about Peyton Manning last week, but one of us wasn't interested. Didn't think it was a possibility, perhaps. Maybe a wasted effort. Here's the deal. I, I, th- I feel like, and of course we're talking about me just being like, is this even interesting? Let's not even talk about it. But that, that's because every single time a player of any caliber, let alone one of the most coveted free agents in the history of all sports... Anytime one of those players becomes available, is are Colorado teams ever 
ever in the conversation. See, I think that's where the difference comes in is with the NFL. Yeah, the Broncos are. I mean, but, you when, remember but, but when, like, when have the Broncos been in a conversation about a really high caliber free agent? I guess it's kind of it's different, but if you think back to the the Super Bowl teams, I mean, they brought in Gary Zimmerman, who is you know one of the best offensive linemen in the league. They were able to bring him in. Uh, the following year, when Zimmerman retired, they brought in Tony Jones from the Ravens, who was considered one of the best linemen, the top free agent linemen at that point in time. Uh, the Broncos also were able to bring in Neil Smith, who was considered one of the top free agents at that point in time. They're all older guys at that point in their career, just like Manning is. But with the NFL, it almost it's not like the NBA. I mean, these guys aren't looking to build a brand and get a ton of money and TV deals and shoe deals like football players want to win. They True. want to go somewhere where they have the best chance to win, no matter what the city is. And I hear you on some of those free agents. I really do. Um, I could pick apart how vastly different it is between those guys and Peyton Manning. Yeah, when you but know anybody you're... would. But it's, it's like uh, like in, in baseball, right? When there's a free agent in baseball, it's always the, we always know where those players are going to go, and they're going to One be the Yankees coasts. or the Red Sox or the, whatever. And it just seems like even with the Broncos, it, you know, it, it's just like a it was easier feeling, than. right? Like we're never going to get a player like that, the best free agent ever, you know, like yeah. or the best free agent in an off season. Well, it was easier back then too because it was you're coming to play with John Elway, and now it's like you know you would be the face of the franchise, Peyton or whoever, whatever free agent it is. They're they'd be more of a prominent figure, not a role player, right? Right. Which brings me to my next point, or my next point of discussion for last week. I was like, this isn't even interesting. We could speculate all day, every day about where he's going to go. He hadn't even been released as of a week ago. This time, right now, last Tuesday, he was not released. He was released Wednesday. It was being reported he was going to for sure be released, but yeah, right. officially. And every single journalist, uh, sports reporter, talk show host, and every single city around the country was using that as a talking point of what would happen if he came here? Could you know? Would the Chargers be looking for him? Would the you know? Would the Cowboys be trying to get him? Would the Vikings? Everybody was probably saying, "What would happen if he came here?" And so I was just, you know, at the time I was like, what? "Yeah, there wasn't really a market why, why for even, him. Why even talk about that? Because it's so far fetched." And then fast forward just twenty four hours later, and. There's talk of Peyton coming to visit the Broncos. And now all of a sudden it's getting serious. And so everything changed. And I had made a comment last week. I said, Tim Tebow is my quarterback. Peyton Manning would be great. Yeah, bring him on here as a backup. <laughs> How you feeling about Tim Tebow today <laughs> as your quarterback? Well, good point, which brings us to our top five list. Yeah. Right? Top five reasons to be excited for Peyton Manning? Is that what we're going to do? Yeah, top five reasons to be excited about Peyton Manning, for Peyton Manning, whichever. And, and then top five reasons why we should not want Peyton Manning. Yes. And so I believe you're going to do the pro. I'm yes. going to do the con. This will be our, our very first point, point, counterpoint. Okay. What do you think? Sounds great. Now, we usually do the top five at the end of the show. Yes. But how can we let that elephant sit in the room until then? Yeah, you're talking about, you know, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. He just dominates the show. Yes. Dominates the talk. I mean, he's all he's all anybody wants to talk about. Twitter, Facebook, ESPN. 
HDNet. And you're, again, this is like <laughs> last week. You're HDNet. naming every website on the internet. This week, you're naming every sports channel. The Dirty dot com. <laughs> yeah. Don't even reply dot com. So, so you want to you want to do this? I mean, there's no way we're going to maintain this uh, top five list, this normal cadence we do with top five because there's too much to say about this. But we can give it a shot. What do you think? Yeah, let's try it. All right. So you're going to play pro. I'm going to play con. Why? You, all right. Go for your number five reason why people should be excited about Peyton Manning coming to Denver. Okay, my number five reason going to be experience. Peyton Manning has just under 55,000 passing yards. If you look at John Elway, he finished with 51,475. Peyton with 399 career touchdowns, Elway with 300. Peyton only had 198 interceptions to Elway's 226. I mean, we're talking about a guy like Elway because Peyton is on Elway's level. You know, he has all the knowledge to lead a team. He's won a Super Bowl. He can run an offense in his sleep. I mean, he is – I'm not saying he's better than John Elway, but I'm saying he's a guy that when you talk about the all-time great quarterbacks, you talk about Peyton Manning. He's in that conversation, and his experience coming to Denver should make anybody excited, and it should turn the Broncos' fan base completely around. So Absolutely. That's Number my- five for me. No quarterback has ever won a Super Bowl with more than one team. We've seen a lot as a starter. We've seen a lot of marquee quarterbacks leave their team that they've been on their whole career where they saw the most success. Joe Montana comes to mind as one. But no quarterback has ever gone on to win another Super Bowl again. So I'm saying there's no precedent for this. So that's one reason, my number five, why – we shouldn't even consider getting Peyton Manning. Because it hasn't been done before? Because it couldn't be done before? Because, yeah, it hasn't been done before. Okay. What do you got for number four? All right. See that. Number four. I, I can't. This is, like, driving me crazy. <laughs> okay. Before. Number four. <laughs> kind of a weird one. Top five reasons why you should be excited about Peyton Manning. My pro for this one, media attention. You know, the NFL is not the NBA. We just kind of talked about this. Manning being in Denver will give the Broncos more limelight. You know, maybe they have if he if he signs now before the schedule is dead set. I don't know if it's dead set as far as when the games are going to be, but maybe they get more Monday Night Football games going forward. I think Correct. all we know at this point is who we're playing. Yeah, there's no right. So Monday Night Football comes into the picture. Primetime games come in. You know, night games are fun. They're fun to attend. It's cool to see the Broncos talked about on ESPN. You'll see that a lot with Peyton Manning here. I mean, that's that's way better than having to listen to talk about the Patriots. As baseball season starts, you're going to hear about Red Sox and Yankees. This will trump all that. This is going to put the Broncos back in the mix in the national spotlight. The number one story in the world last year was Tebow. So I don't understand how having Tebow – and the all the circus surrounding him wouldn't also give him that exact give the Broncos that exact same limelight. Well, yeah, but that's kind of a different scenario, right? I mean, the whole thing with Tebow was kind of how he was kind of gimmicky, and the Broncos were running this offense where they threw four passes in one game and completed two. One was a touchdown, and they win. And you know, it's the whole talk of Tim Tebow was, can the Broncos win with this guy? Can he play a complete game? The talk with Peyton Manning is going to be can the Broncos win a Super Bowl this season with this guy? So it's kind of a different sort of limelight and something that's going to, you know, some people may have been turned off by the whole Tebow thing because it, it kind of turned the Broncos into somewhat of a, not a laughing stock, but kind of a, an experimental 
team. You know, they're running a college offense with this kind of makeshift quarterback, and now they're going to be having a real deal guy in there. So it might be a, it's going to be a different kind of story from the national media. I hear you. Okay. My number four reason for why the Broncos should not get Peyton Manning, why it'll be devastating for the Broncos when they do sign Peyton Manning. Okay. Because he's old and he hasn't played for a year and the type of injury he has is something that is so potentially devastating that one hit and he's done and all the hoopla surrounding it, all this off-season hype is done and then the Broncos, during the process of this whole acquisition of Peyton Manning, uh, the Broncos are going to be worse off when it's done, when that happens, and it most certainly will, will happen. Peyton Manning will get hurt again because he's 36 years old. So nobody knows if he can play. It's too big of a risk. That's my number four reason. So should the Broncos just play out of fear? Because isn't every player's career in jeopardy of being over with one play? Isn't that the whole mantra of football? You should play every play like it's your last? Because that's, it could be. Yeah, that's the mantra of everybody in their life too, right? Live every day like it's your last. Okay, fine. Play, live, play every game or every play like it's your last, but maybe the chances of you doing that successfully when you're 26 as opposed to 36 are a lot better. 36-year-old quarterback, he's got a week until his 36th birthday, or right? Yeah. That, that's the high end of a uh, quarterback's life, no matter who you are. I mean, you know, even Warren Moon was starting to slow down at 36. You know, yeah. so, so uh, that's, that's my thing. It's, it's nobody knows. Uh, you take his age, you combine that with his, with his uh, it, recent injury. It's not just, you know. Yeah, everybody Broken thought rib. this is a neck injury. Everybody thought Kajana Carter was going to be a great running back. You've probably never even heard of Kajana Carter. Oh, come on. I know who Kajana Carter is. You know, he got tore up. Bo Jackson's spectacular career ended on one wacky play against the Bengals. I mean, you can't you can't live out of fear of signing a guy because he may or may not get injured at some point. If they do sign Peyton, should we not re-sign Brian Dawkins because he's coming off a neck injury? So then do you mortgage your entire future based on that? Do you give up on a potential franchise quarterback? Well, why do you have to get rid of We're getting too close into my number three. We're getting too close into my number three. Okay. Well, I so mean, let's, I think you got it. We'll, think... we'll, we'll have the same conversation in like two seconds when I give my number three. Okay. Because I know where you're going, and I want to address that. Okay. All right. So my number three, top five reasons you should be excited about Peyton Manning because he's the ultimate pro. I mean, this guy makes everyone around him better. You saw that Colts team this season without him finished like 1-15, and 2-14, something like that, 3-13. and 13. I don't know what it was. It was awful. But when he was, was back there, the season of two numbers, a small one and a big small one, one combined to 16. Yeah. And the year before with Peyton, his team won 11 games, consistently a 10 game winner. I mean, this guy makes everybody around him better. He eats and sleeps football. He's the kind of guy you want running your team. I don't want to take a, a big shot at Tim Tebow here, but you're not going to find Peyton Manning attending Nickelodeon award shows in the off season. You're not going to see him, you know, in the National Enquirer about who he may or may not be holding hands with, Taylor Swift, all this garbage. You're not going to see that out of Peyton Manning. You know, I like Tebow. You know, he uses his celebrity to bring happiness to others. I don't, I don't knock that, but as a sports fan, you want a guy who's working on his game 24-7. Peyton Manning's a Michael Jordan-type guy. You know, he's one of these 
superstar players that just lives to play the game and wants to win. He'll help everybody out on the team with his knowledge of the game, and you just can't replace that kind of player. You can't you can't coach that. I, res- just a, I respect that, and I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying about Peyton. But by saying that and comparing it to Tebow, you're suggesting that Tim Tebow doesn't try hard, doesn't work hard. Is there anybody that works harder? He's legendary for his. Workouts. Is there anybody that doesn't work harder? Yeah, Peyton Manning. He watches, I bet, four thousand times more film than Tim Tebow. That is an exaggeration. Tim Tebow is at the Nickelodeon award show, and Peyton Manning's probably in his basement watching film. I don't think you can hold <laughs> that against Tim. All right, my number three. Okay. Number three reason why it would be devastating to bring Peyton Manning to the Broncos is because there would be no chance that Peyton Manning and Tim Tebow could coexist here. And we would lose Tim Tebow, possibly one of the most prolific athletes to ever play any sport, as a motivator, a leader, a uh, physical specimen. Um, he's he's not dumb. I understand there's a lot of talk about Peyton Manning reading defenses and all this stuff. Peyton, I believe Tim Tebow could learn that. Yeah. And so that would that would be the risk right there, saying, you know what, we're going to take Peyton Manning. We're going to take this 36 year old quarterback who's beyond his prime, and we're going to displace this young burgeoning, just like. Talent that this guy that completely rejuvenated a, a team when it was literally at that point we thought it was the worst team in the NFL, and Tim Tebow proved that the team was a contender, and the we risk losing him for that. And yeah, you what, can't replace four passes a game at all. And uh, okay, very. <laughs> I see you've changed your stripes here. Okay, join that. Join that. Uh, Tebow that, mania is over. <laughs> It's over, man. You cannot discount what he did for the city and no. what and and what he did for this team. And the, and the only reason why this last season was even fun to watch is because of Tim Tebow. And to take that and just uh, just dismiss it instantly because there, we have an opportunity to get this quarterback, this Peyton Manning guy. I'm not saying Peyton Manning's not good. I do. I've always said he's overrated, but to, to just that, it, it's just. It's 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 risky, and uh, it'd be one thing if Pey- we just drafted Tebow and we could bring in uh, Peyton Manning to be his mentor and to be his, you know, the, his. Uh, if it was the other way around and Peyton was here first and you brought in Tebow, it's a little, a little different. It's completely different, yeah. Okay. So I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to. One of the my number three reason is getting rid of Tebow and risking what would happen for the rest of Tebow's, what I think will be an illustrious career. Okay, I mean. I don't know how safe you or how secure you are on the fact that if the Broncos if the Broncos don't get Manning, are you thinking that Tim Tebow is definitely the quarterback of the future here? If the Broncos don't get Manning? Yeah. If Manning doesn't sign here, is Tim Tebow definitely the guy that's going to be the quarterback here for the next five years? Yeah, the damage may have already been done. The Cutler situation is, has been worse. It's worse now because well, we'll McDaniels see. talked mean, about – Castle, Matt Castle, and yeah. Cutler wanted out, but now the Broncos have actually flown in and met with Peyton Manning. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I don't think Tebow's the same type of guy as Cutler. I think Tebow is a little more strong-willed and less of a baby than Cutler. Um, I would like to think that if it doesn't work out with Peyton Manning, that 
Tebow, we could still use, like have him be our leader. I but think, it doesn't seem like that's the path that uh, John Elway wants to go. Well, the other problem, too, is even if Peyton Manning talk had never even started, even if the Broncos didn't pursue him, the Broncos did fly to Oklahoma City or Oklahoma to meet with the Oklahoma State quarterback. So they've already they've already taken this kid out to dinner, and they're already thinking about perhaps drafting him. I mean, they're looking for a replacement. Tim Tebow's he's going to have at least competition if Peyton Manning doesn't come here. He's at least going to have some other people to be competing with. That's the whole plan, right? How do those PTI guys do it? Michael Wilbon, right? And what's the other guy? Tony Kornheiser. Tony Kornheiser. How do they sit there and engage in a conversation where one of them has to take this absolutely ludicrous point of view? <laughs> How does that happen, Nate? I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I can't. There's no cons to bringing Peyton Manning on. There's none. No. The three I just said have been repeated over and over again by idiots. <laughs> There's no cons. We have to get Peyton Manning. It's true. I, I'm i sorry I couldn't hold out for all five of them. <laughs> I really couldn't. I thought it was interesting. Last week I made those comments, but I swear to God that was only because I did not think it was possible. I really did not think it was possible. When it got serious and like they flew, you just said it, and that's what drove me over the edge. They went and sent – Elway sent the jet to pick up Peyton Manning, and they had him pick up – John Fox and John Elway in Oklahoma where they were looking at another quarterback. Yes. And they picked up them and they flew to Denver. And, uh, and this is like, this is, I would rather do a top three list of why I believe 100% that not only should the Peyton or should the Broncos get Peyton Manning, but they will. And I have absolutely no doubt that they will. Uh, they will a hundred million percent. Peyton Manning, by the end of this week, will be the new Broncos quarterback. And this is one of the greatest things that has ever happened, not only to the Broncos, but to the city and to the state. And it's going to be – we. I I just can't tell you how excited I am. Yeah? I'm sorry. For Peyton Manning? The... That's my reason number two. <laughs> <laughs> well, he shouldn't be brought to Denver. Oh, he should be. I'm sorry I'm not sorry. This is fantastic. Isn't this the greatest thing? It's crazy because I've spent so much time rooting against Peyton Manning. I mean, I remember the two, I believe it's two playoff losses to the Colts when this guy just picked the Broncos apart. It went to third down every time, but it was like they were toying with us because it was like, yeah, we'll waste first and second down because we know we'll get third down. They converted probably, what, 18 out of 19 third downs or something in one game. And, you know, it's just been, it's been kind of painful because I've always liked Peyton Manning. Of course you do. But you have to Everybody root against does, him. but you hate losing against him. Yeah. And that's because every time he sat back there and he was calling his audibles, you just knew we're screwed. But they were the right There's audibles. There's a touchdown <laughs> coming. And you just sit there and you watch our defense get confused, and then he would throw a touchdown pass every single time. And so, anyway, I'm sorry I couldn't maintain that ridiculous point of view. I mean, there is there. I would like to. Would you like to see Tim Tebow stay here if they do get Peyton Manning? Do you think it's worth it to see him mentor here? Um, no, I don't. I don't care. Um, I really don't. It's yes, like that's why, cool. Yeah, I do who, listen. Who, I love Tebow. Yeah, he's great. He's cool. Um, he's uh, he's a great athlete. He's a strong competitor. 
probably, to be honest, unparalleled um, with that type of fortitude that he has. But there's this thing where you root for a guy like that, and then you root for a team that wins Super Bowls. And I don't know if that's the same. You can root for the same guy for that. And honestly, yeah, okay, so maybe you're saying Peyton Manning becomes the head or the starting quarterback for the Broncos and Tim Tebow somehow learns from him and becomes that guy. I don't know. I don't know if he becomes him, but he could pick up a few things. I'm, I've never been sold on the fact that you can teach a guy how to throw like accurately and maybe reading defenses would help him, but he still has the whole accuracy problem where it's either being thrown into the ground or into the guy's numbers. It's just, I don't know. I mean, you th- you throw stuff. It's either you know how to throw stuff or you don't know how to throw stuff. People like Tebow the same reason why people like Doug Flutie, why people like Rudy. You yeah. know what I mean? So much for... heart, so much willpower, and so great. And I love that. And he shouldn't. people should never take that away from him because he has that. And I love him for it. And I, I honestly do did enjoy having him be the quarterback in that circus here last season. But I'll tell you one thing. One of the reasons why Peyton Manning is going to sign with the Broncos is because I look at it from a point of view of what do you got to do to convince a guy like Peyton to come to Denver? And all you have to do is say this. Say, Tim Tebow. Peyton, I'm John Elway. I'm talking to Peyton. I say, Peyton, you don't think you could have won three more games than Tim Tebow? (laughs) Because that's a Super Bowl championship, right? All they did was take – Orton out and they put in a guy with a lot of heart and a lot of physical skill and they had him hand the ball off. And wasn't there a lot of plays too where you could see our receivers open and Tebow just couldn't get them the ball? Yes. Like and you there was, think Peyton Manning could turn Eric Decker into an all-pro wide receiver? Exactly. Peyton Manning instantly turns guys like Eric Decker into a better wide receiver. I don't know about Decker being an all-pro. Yeah, I don't know about that either. But, but uh, yes, instantly better. Uh, Eddie Royal... Uh, he's gone, signed with Redskins, right? But it would turn a guy like him into a better Demarius Thomas. I think he turned Demarius Thomas into an all pro for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and you can't, there's, there's nothing you can say about Peyton Manning that doesn't bring instant credibility to whatever offensive scheme you have. Tebow, there were too many questions. Uh, as much as people rallied around the energy that he brought, I don't think that the fans or the other players really truly, respected him for it i mean people are discounting how good the broncos were last season and the defense too on the defensive side of the ball i mean champ bailey's still there the broncos have 40 million dollars in salary cap room i mean these guys they have they have the pass rushers doomerville and von miller are going to be von miller is going to be amazing next year Mm -hmm. he was amazing last year and he didn't know anything he was Mm -hmm. just playing on skill yes you know and he's playing with a, a freaking club on one of his hands after breaking his hand or whatever he did, you know? So, I mean, this this kid's only going to get better. He's going to be learning. He's been learning all of last season plus the offseason. The defense is going to be better. Uh, I don't know about all those suspensions that happened. If if those guys, like DJ Williams being out for six games, McBean, they're, they're appealing that stuff, saying that something was screwy there. But yeah. it's a good defense. The, ba- the, the best it, offensive it's, line it's we've had in years. The best defense in the NFL, the best offensive line, the best – Hunter, the best kicker, the best fans, the best facilities, the best lifestyle. Yeah. Um, the the only thing that we were lacking truly was a, a, the passing game. 
And I heard some ludicrous comment from Tony Kornheiser or somebody saying – That's the guy with Michael Wilbon. They, they can have these yeah. ass man arguments. Somebody saying something about how the, how the weather in Denver can be awful. It can be awful. But yeah, maybe one game out of the eight that are here. I mean, how many games are really – truly bad here where it's like incredibly windy and snowy like maybe one a year and maybe I'm, and i'm sure that's something peyton's really worried about right like yeah. he's like oh geez you know i'd like to play for denver but weather gets bad sometimes well he it's has like, played his oh, whole career on. in the dome and he played in well, tennessee that's before true, that but, but he plays on the road you know he's playing in new england in december and january they've always said thing. that he hasn't been a poor cold weather quarterback but i don't buy it it's, you can't I'm so, I don't buy it. No, it's bullcrap. And Eli Manning, his brother's playing in New York. There, I tell you one thing: there's no more. The weather in Denver is much better throughout the entire season than any time in New York. It's either hot or muggy, or it's like windy, freezing. swirling exactly. winds. Exactly. So, so that that's bogus. No quarterback worth his worth anything is going to use that as a reason not to go somewhere. And everybody knows you go to a game in December here, and it's likely to be 65 degrees and blue skies. Yes, So, I mean, exactly. come on, get out of here. And Call the, it out of people now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's stupid. And it, by the way, uh, Denver, uh, let's not tell everybody about this, but it really is a very pleasant climate here. Yeah. It's arid. It's very nice. So, so what would you think about, okay, so we're bringing in Peyton Manning, the guy that, you know, we've spent most of our, uh, I guess, pre-adult lives rooting against. They bring him in. Uh, if you do want to get him some veteran receivers, we kind of saw today Vincent Jackson signed with uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Eddie Royal, who I, I think is an idiot for signing with the Redskins when perhaps he could have re-signed here. Why, did, why, did, why wouldn't you wait for a few days and see if Peyton Manning does sign here and then re-sign with the Broncos? Has Peyton Manning not turned slot receivers into all pros his entire career? I mean, he made he made Brandon Stokely and Dallas Clark, you know, Pro Bowl type players. This, it's ridiculous. The, Eddie Royal's an idiot. That's a good point, and I understand that. But I also know that Eddie Royal has an agent, and I do know that beyond what we see on Twitter and on news reports and on ESPN.com, that there is there is information that's being exchanged, right? And I yes. happen to believe that the deal with Peyton Manning and the Broncos was done when he got on that plane to go to Phoenix. I believe that the visits he's taking with these other teams are a courtesy. I think that a lot of what has been going on here has been predetermined as of uh, more than just last week. I think that Peyton Manning's coming to Denver. I think that they are working out just some uh, – the minutia of the contract. And then once that happens simultaneously, they will be bringing in receivers. Uh, I think that Peyton Manning is probably pretty excited at the prospect of throwing to a guy like Demarius Thomas. We got to hurry on those receivers. Even we just saw tonight too. Reggie Wayne just resigned with the Colts. So sure. that's kind of out. Reggie Wayne. I, I'm not sure Peyton Manning, you know, is that worried about Reggie Wayne, but a kind of guy that I was, I thought might be somewhat interesting. If you want to bring in a slot receiver or just kind of a comfort possession receiver would be Heinz Ward who the Pittsburgh Steelers let go. I mean, that could be kind of interesting. Dallas Clark, I believe, is a free agent, but I, I, it would be interesting to see who they do bring in once they bring aboard Peyton Manning. And also remember that the draft is coming up. Yeah. And the Broncos are positioned pretty well in this draft. Especially if they you know, have Peyton Manning locked in, they know that what they're going to have to look for. Absolutely. You can look at a cornerback, a top-flight guy. Broncos are bringing in uh, a safety that played with the Patriots, and I believe he played with the Bears last year. Brandon Merriweather is going to be making a visit. So, I mean, they could free up some some holes 
uh, on defense through free agency as well as the draft. And yeah, you, like you're saying, maybe draft a receiver. And that's what I think. When I think of what happened with Peyton Manning and John Elway at the Cherry Creek Country Club Friday night or at Dove Valley all day Friday, I think these were the conversations that were happening. I really do. Who do you want? What kind of guys? Exactly. What can we do here? Peyton Manning can make a guy like Reggie Wayne look like a pro bowler. You know, pretty good player. I I mean. Yeah, he wasn't wasn't the same player last year without Peyton Manning. That's for sure. Pierre Garçon. Who is he? Who is Dallas Clark? Who is Brandon Stoke? Who were these guys before Peyton Manning? Exactly. Um, so, and then earlier, I think you had made a comment about how much easier it would have been to bring on free agents back when John Elway was playing for the Broncos, right? You were talking yeah. about Neil Smith and some of those other guys. Gary Zimmerman, Tony Gary Jones. Gary Zimmerman, Tony Jones. Well, guess what? We're in the same situation here. We're bringing in guys to play with John Elway. Yeah. And, uh, People forget that, you know, John Elway was one of the, the, if not the greatest quarterback, certainly one of the top two or three greatest quarterbacks ever to play the game. Yeah. Yet his business success is on par with his success in football. And so whatever deals he's working as a salesman, talking to guys like Peyton, whatever that is, that is powerful stuff. You know what I mean? And, and. I know exactly how he did it. You know, I could see it as a salesman myself. He brings in Peyton first. You want to be the first guy and the last guy to talk. Bring him in first. Find the dad. Do all the stuff. Have him pick you up in Oklahoma. So it's like we're flying a, we're sending a jet out to you, Peyton. Oh, but then pick us up on the way back to Denver. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like this, uh, this uh, control, like this balance of control. And Elway's getting all that control. And he's like, oh, yeah, what were you doing in Oklahoma? Well, I was looking at this quarterback. You know, trust me, Peyton, we love you. We want you. You're not our only option, but here's everything that all the reasons why you should come here. And uh, and that's what kind of organization I'm running as John Elway here. And we got it all figured out. We want you to be a part of it. What do you think? And Peyton Manning's going to love playing here, and I think he will. Yeah. I mean, look at our look at our offensive line. Look what they did for, you know, 30, 31-year-old Willis McGahee. You know, look what they did for pass protection for for Tim for Orton. Look what these guys have, are doing on the defensive side. Look at our pass rush. You know, and then you know he goes to Arizona, and it's I think Arizona allowed the most sacks in the NFL last year or did close they really? to. Yeah. So yeah, and then they just released their starting left tackle, who's would be potentially protecting him. The Give notion, them- the notion that the Cardinals are even close to uh, competing for the Peyton Manning as the Broncos are. When I, started, when I started looking at the other teams in it. The Miami Dolphins traded away Brandon Marshall today, so they don't have any receivers. You know, they, don't have, they don't have anything going there. No. The Tennessee Titans, maybe that's the Broncos' only competition. I, I don't buy the fact that since he played at the University of Tennessee, that has anything to do with it. No. The fact that they may have some decent players may be okay, and they got a good running back. but And the fact that you see guys like the owner of the Titans, I forget his name, Bud Adams, I believe. But, yeah, something like that. Saying, saying things like, we want him. We're going to do everything we can to get him. Yeah. We want right Mario there. Williams, but we're folk. Right there is all you need to know that they're not in contention. Because you don't hear anything from John Elway and Pat Bowen. Because they know what's going on. They're on the inside. All these other guys are just appeasing the fan. Yeah. Because the fans are going to hate him if they don't get him or if they don't look like they tried. And So they go out and they say these things. And then all this stuff that Peyton Manning's doing, meeting with, meeting with like who else did he meet with the Redskins and the Niners in Indianapolis of all places? This is a courtesy 
This is something they said. Let, let, just just let me meet with you so I can prove to my fans that I tried. Yeah, he won't but, meet with Seattle. They can't get a meeting with them. And listen, listen, it's a done deal, and it's not even. It's weird because to me, it just seems so obvious. It's just like he spent a day and a half here. He spent six hours in Phoenix, and then the rest just little two-hour meetings. Yeah, he wants to make it look like he's going through all of his options, and so he can weigh all his options, but he knows he knows where the best place to be is. And that is a courtesy to these other owners. Yep. And I wouldn't be surprised if Pat Bowen or John Elway made a call and said, hey, listen, uh, Peyton's going to come <laughs> publicly going to talk to you. But uh, <laughs> listen, Miami. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't hang on to Brandon Marshall. <laughs> Maybe that's why the Cardinals made Peyton carry his own bags. Is that what, is that what I, I There's a Twitter picture of that of Peyton lugging his own big uh, uh, knapsack or whatever you call those, uh, duffel bag. Yeah. He's, he's hauling that in himself, and you know somebody tweeted out, I don't remember seeing Peyton carrying his own bags in Denver. <laughs> that's you know, funny. The Cardinals probably didn't want to roll out the red carpet knowing that they had little to no shot of getting him, right? And, yeah, exactly. And speaking of Twitter, by the way, there's been so much ebb and flow on there. I've been addicted to it. I really <laughs> have. But I, and no disrespect to Vic Lombardi or Jeff Lagwald or Lindsey Jones or Kisla or any of these people. If you're if you're following anybody on Twitter because you're going to get like the inside scoop, why is it? Why are you just not? Just Adam Schefter is going to announce it. Yeah, you know it's, it's, he is. You know him and Elway have already talked. Yeah, Elway's saying, "Look, we're going to announce it this date and time," and yeah. Schefter's going, "Okay, I'll sit on it." Absolutely, I mean, absolutely. He's they called him Scoop for a reason. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's exciting stuff, though. I mean, I am so excited. I haven't been this excited. I, I got to tell you, man. I think that the Broncos are better. We're better last year than a lot of people think. I think that Peyton Manning will be the difference, and he makes us instantly a contender with the team we have now. Honestly, I yeah. do. I think that. We don't even make, make that many additions. Eric Decker could be – you know what? You were right earlier. Could be an all-pro quarterback with Peyton Manning. Wide receiver? Wide receiver, excuse me. I'd like to see the defense do a little something different because they sure didn't stop the Patriots in that playoff game. But then again, the offense wasn't doing much to uh, help the defense in that game. It completely, um, completely changes the strategy of the defense. Yeah. The riskiness, the, the element of uh, – how much more risky they can be. Yeah. Oh, it's it's going to be fantastic. It's the, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. It's pretty crazy. And, you know, some people are trying to, I don't know, that you've, you've heard talk on radio or whatever about, you know, it's kind of, well, they're bringing in this guy that wasn't here. Like it's, it wouldn't, won't be as special. It's like, shut up. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, you're trying to, you're trying to win a Super Bowl and, you know, like those old Broncos teams that we were talking about earlier, bringing in key free agents during the Elway years, they're bringing in guys left and right all the time. That's what you do when you try to win a championship is you bring in the best players through the draft, through free agency. You don't just say, oh, well, we're going to try to do it with our own homegrown. Like, get out of here with that. Yeah, we're not the Rockies. This is the Broncos. <laughs> yeah. This is an organization that's willing to go the extra mile. Peyton Manning! Yeah. Can't wait to wear that. He won't be wearing number 18, though. That's what I, I was going to talk about that on the on the uh, my top five there. My number two was you know he wore sixteen at Tennessee. He, he wore, did. I he didn't wore, know that. Yeah, and he wore eighteen with the Colts. If he, is he going to go up by two again, or him and Dawkins going to have to wrestle for number twenty? <laughs> yeah. What number is he going to wear here? Sixteen, uh, I'm guessing. I didn't know he wore sixteen at Tennessee. Yeah, sixteen at Tennessee. Eighteen is Frank Trapuca, right? Which was uh, ah, retired. Uh, yes. So he can't wear eighteen. 
Nope. Unless you know what they could do, and they might, they probably will do this. Call, have some like big. Is Frank conference. still around? I. I'm guessing. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> but they could bring him in. Frank Trapuca, as old as he is, just be like, eh, how could you wear it? You know? it. And then I'll Peyton Manning will cut a check to his charity or whatever, and then boom. Uh, we got him wearing 18 again. That's a, that's, that's not going to be the deal breaker. Yeah. But man, that's the, that's the whole thing is I, I just don't see it's probably, uh, the Homer in me. I just don't see him going anywhere else. I just think no. the situation here is too perfect. No. Uh, not only that, but, uh, there's a, you cannot argue, have are, a better argument. Are the Colts on the schedule next year? I, I have no idea. Ugh. did we play him last year? I don't. So. I know we play the AFC West we did clearly not twice, right? So that's eight games. And then we play um, an NFC division and an AFC division. And I don't know what it is next year. Yeah. I know they have, like, the hardest schedule because they finished number one in the AFC West. So they'll, they'll play the toughest schedule there is. But yeah. whether that includes the Colts or not, I, uh, I'm unaware at this point in time. Me too. Well, let's take a break. That was fun. Peyton Manning coming to the Broncos. He has to, right? He is. No, no I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Okay. He will. There's no other option. Not for him, not for the Broncos, not for anybody. I like it, and I can't wait to see uh, what the team does after they do bring him in. Yes. Let's take that break. Exciting time. Yeah, we'll take a break. Come back. March Madness. See you, CSU. And we're back. Wow, that was uh, exciting. Peyton Manning. That was exciting. I, I'm just so excited. Are you excited? I am so excited. Yeah, there you go. But uh, you know what? In addition to all that hoopla surrounding Peyton Manning we have coming up here and the day after tomorrow, it's Tuesday night now, but on Thursday, the NCAA tournament starts. This is one of the Thursday of March Madness. That first day is just one of the most exciting days in sports been planning on going to Vegas to watch the opening games for like five years and never done it. <laughs> I've always thought about that too. <laughs> I've always thought about that. Just, you know, going out there and betting on every game, five bucks a game or something like something. that. And just being invested in it. Yeah. So fun. And on top of that, Colorado was presented very well represented in this uh, tournament. Yeah. CU and CSU. Yeah. Both, both of them. Both 11 seeds. Both 11s playing sixes. Uh, perhaps Colorado got a little bit of an easier draw than Colorado State, but both should be pretty tough games. Uh, why? Uh, so CU's playing UNLV in Albuquerque. Yes. CSU's playing Murray State. Why did CU get a easier? I would say that Mur- I, I think Murray State's a better team. I think Murray State is probably a team that, that – uh, you know, could have could have easily. They're an easily probably a top ten team in basketball. I mean, they're they're they? a good squad. They're thirty and one. I believe they're fifteen and one in their conference. So the one loss they did have came in conference. But I mean, they're a tough squad. Uh, Colorado's playing UNLV. Uh, CSU's actually played UNLV twice this year. Actually, CSU has wins over Colorado by a point, and then they split two games with UNLV. So. Yeah, they they lost to him early in the season, came back and beat him uh, recently. That was a huge game up in uh, Fort Collins, and 
I, I believe the the fans stormed the court after that win. Um, it, it's not going to be easy for either squad, and I don't know how much easier of a game either one would be for either either team. But um, both have legit chances to to win in the opening round, which has been somewhat you know not the case in the past few times that either team has made the big dance. You know, I mean, Colorado State last time they made it, I believe they played Duke when Duke was uh, either a one, two, or three seed, something like that. So. I mean, that was supposed to be a, a laugher for Duke, and CSU hung around for a little while, but that team up in Fort Collins is a lot better than it's been and looking a lot better even next season than any time that I can remember. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And, and I picked them both in my brackets. Yeah, why not? I don't see how you could. Why not, right? You got to pick some upsets somewhere. Right? Yeah, you do. 11 and 6 is usually where some happen as well. So Yeah, and same with, yeah, even 12 and 5s. I feel like sometimes they uh, set up the 12 and 5s to be more evenly matched than even some of the lower ones. Yeah. Because there's always a 12 and 5. There's always a 12 seed that wins. And, uh, there, you know, that upset happens year in, year out. And there's not a big difference between you know, the six seed and the 12 seeds, like, you know, seeding six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, 12, even through five through 12, those teams are all like, we, we see UNLV as a, as a six seed and Colorado state's one and one against them. And they're an 11 seed. So there's not a big difference. So that's, that is why you see, you know, quote unquote upsets. They're not really upsets. I mean, these teams are all pretty much on the same level after you get past, you know, the one and 16, which is usually, you know, some small conference school that's just happy to be there, but everything else is a dogfight. Who do you think has the chance to go farther in the tournament? Oh, Out of the two Colorado schools? Yeah. Uh, it just kind of sets up to how to see, like, you know, who's going to, who could they potentially play. But I would almost say the way that Colorado State would finish the season, that they would have a better shot. But then you look at CU and, you know, winning the Pac 12 is no easy feat. Four in a row in four days. Yeah. Uh, they have to be confident. I got a text from my, my friend uh, Rich. Uh, he let me know that CU's actually taking all expenses paid 100 students to Albuquerque I've for that, that game. I've heard that, yeah. I have a group of buddies that are uh, caravanning down there to go to the game as well. And, dude, 100, 100 students, that can affect the crowd big time. Especially, yeah, Albuquerque's eight hours drive, probably less. I think they're all going to be on a bus, so it might be you know a little longer than eight hours or close to it. But yeah, um, yeah, that could be a very. I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like uh, CU has a stronger fan base than UNLV does. Uh, most definitely. So I think that could be a very uh, home feeling game for them. And I also believe that Albuquerque is uh, pretty high altitude. That's true. Yeah, and UNLV probably not too used to that i think i read something about their record at certain elevation so if you want to go that far and say that cu can you know if they apply pressure and run the ball might be able to run them out of the gym yeah and that's always on the table yeah i never like i think the altitude thing is uh one of those it gets a lot more attention than and a lot more weight than it should and usually it's pundits that are talking about the elevation right but basketball is a different type of game i mean you're talking about 18, 19 year old dudes, uh, yeah. You know, running run. hoops for forty minutes. <laughs> I mean, forty run. minutes is not a long time. No. The only thing they could do is get in your head, and then that would affect it. Um, uh, but so I don't see that being a factor that much. Yeah, and UNLV, I believe too, uh, or I think all the schools like Colorado State players are tweeting out that they were leaving today. So I mean, you have what, Tuesday, 
Wednesday and Thursday, Thursday evening for CU to get acclimated. I mean, they don't they don't play till uh, looks like their game time here is nine fifty seven Eastern time. So is that what it is? That's what this is saying. See, so 10, I, I so heard that. 8 so it's eight o'clock, and we were talking was, about that earlier. Yeah, I thought it was six p.m. was the start. I don't remember games being played that late in past years, but maybe. Oh yeah, they go from. I, th- I think they go from CSU's playing at about ten fifteen, I believe, in the morning. Let's see what that one is. Yeah, twelve fifteen Eastern. So CSU's on at ten fifteen, and then they usually have those. They have those morning games. They have a, the bunch in the morning, and then about four, even either between four and five or five and six, they'll take a break. They do. Time, yeah. And then they come back with the night games. Right. So. It's going to be a long day for me. What are you doing? That day, uh, we're kind of up in the air. I have a CU friend and a CSU buddy that uh, want to take a little time off work and go watch the game. So we're trying to coordinate. I have another buddy that's just taking the whole day. I'll be taking the whole day. So we're uh, we're trying to figure out where to go, where our best spot is. What we're gonna go is we usually do try to go to a bar with multiple TVs so you can catch four or five games at once instead of you know being at home where you're flipping channels. Yeah, so, I I uh, pre called in sick. Yeah, the pre-calling. Thursday and Friday. I'm taking two days off this week to enjoy this. Yeah. My new TV. The new TV, man. Going to break it in. Hot and heavy. Going to break it in with uh, March Madness. This is, <laughs> going hot and heavy with This it. is one of the funnest. Uh, there's nothing more fun and exciting than watching NCAA Division One men's hoops. Ugh. It is so fun. Quick games. You don't have to. It's, it's such a pure version of the game. It's exactly what I like about basketball. A basketball game. Uh, boss, uh, excuse me. A basketball guy like myself loves that. Watching these games, fast paced. They're done. the The way they stagger them a little bit, so you can catch the ending of every single game. Um, just back to back to back. Yeah, and you're just kind uh, of you're almost breaking your neck. Like, oh, big finish, big. Finish. I remember last year, uh, kind of a cool thing. I was I was at the Pepsi Center beforehand, just kind of milling around, trying to get. Uh, was trying to do a little. I was trying to write a, a column kind of about the NCAA and the Nuggets, and all these people kept telling me outside Pepsi Center that they weren't NBA fans. They didn't watch the NBA, so didn't have a bunch of luck there. But <laughs> That's like me. Like me. I said it last week. Yeah. But I'm walking by uh, where the player's entrance is, and the Moorhead State bus pulls up, and they're getting off and going to the Pepsi Center, and I see like one player that kind of has dreads, and I'm like, oh, I wonder who that guy is. And then – Lo and behold, on draft night, or later that day when Moorhead State defeated Louisville on uh, the crazy end of the game and then disrupting the final shot was uh, Kenneth Fareed of the Denver Nuggets. Ah, there you go. So I was like, hey, I saw him getting off the bus. And I was like, hey, that dude's got long dreads. And I've it said Moorhead State on the bus, and they pulled up. And I was like, I don't know anybody for that school. Yeah. Turns out, you know, no one quite well now. So Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the whole – the whole day is just crazy. I remember racing from the Pepsi Center to Sports Column to catch the end of that Louisville Moorhead State game, and I was on the phone with someone, and you know they were freaking out. I missed the final play by like you know maybe two or three seconds as I was running into the bar. It just happened, so I had to see replay. But the place was going nuts. Like it's awesome. I, I don't watch any games during the season, but I, I maybe I'll catch a half here or something like that. Maybe Duke, uh, North Carolina, or maybe I'll catch a CU or CSU game for a little while. But when this thing happens, dude, I'll, I'll watch, I don't know, 40 games. It's so however f- many they play. Oh, it's so fun. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, now, how many uh, pools have you entered? Um, or are you going to enter? I got a text from a buddy that's doing uh, $50 for an entry. Um, I usually just set up a free one through 
uh, ESPN and just kind of participate in a free one because it's crap. You can't pick this thing. I had uh, one of my friends one year knew nothing of basketball, and uh, she ended up picking, I think, six of the final eight, three of the final four, had the finals correct, and also picked Florida to win it when Florida won their first of their back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Just because she liked the colors of Florida's sure. team, so that's the thing, I was like, right? Get out of here! That is that. the. Uh, it's kind of like picking uh, lottery numbers or something, and they always, that's always the main joke, right? It's like your sister gets wins the pool that you. Yeah, you know, you're just like you want to get into it, you know, and and, and I, the sister, your girlfriend, or your wife, or or whatever, uh, somebody that doesn't know anything about hoops should win. But I've the pool I've entered in this year is uh, this is the seventeenth year I've been in this pool. Wow. 17th. Wow. I'm 31. <laughs> that is exactly half my life. Yeah. Right? Yes. Is that correct math? It's important. Close. Close enough. <laughs> I've never won it. I've never come close. And I don't know anything about college uh, basketball. I mean, I know a lot about the sport, but I don't know anything about the teams. Yeah. And so this year I did something interesting. I did two entries. $30 a piece. One, I picked every single game exactly how the seeds are. So one, Defeats all the ones go into the final four and everything else fits like that. And then I picked a, a second bracket where I was just picking off of just like, oh, I'd love to see CU win. I'd love to see CSU win. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I picked them to win and send them into certain rounds. And I pick a lot of 12 seeds and, and uh, pick a lot of nines over eights. And, of course, I'm not going to pick any 16 over one or 15 over two, yeah. which doesn't really happen that much. When's the last time that happened? Was it like Gonzaga that was a 15th seed to I beat a second know, yeah. years ago, the last time that ever happened, or like the, one of the only times? But anyway, so I, I feel like I'm setting myself up. And there, this this uh, this pool that's been going on for 17 years now always has 40, 50 people in it. Dang. Which is pretty cool. Thirty bucks a, an entry. You Thirty said? bucks a spot. Uh, it's actually a twenty five dollar entry fee because the guy who does this league, one of my good friends, always donates five dollars from every entry fee to a charity. Oh, that's nice. Isn't that nice? Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, but it, yeah, that's good. Cool. Look at that. I, I, I then I had my other buddy ch- chime in because uh, the guy running the pool says we don't know uh, who the what the charity is going to be yet, but if you have any ideas, let me know. And my other buddy emails the entire pool of people who have signed up or were invited saying, I have one. Send me the money. We're going to, for the human fund. <laughs> the human fund. The human the old fund. George Costanza Money charity. for people. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah, I love the tournament. I mean, it's, it's, it's such a good time. And, you know, I, I've spent a season where I watched a lot of college basketball. It might've been the year that uh, Carmelo was at Syracuse. Cause I was just interested in who the nuggets were going to draft either LeBron or Carmelo. I spent a lot of time watching basketball that season and thought I was pretty well educated and, you know, made my picks and did terrible. I spent time where I didn't watch any games. And then when it came time to the tournament, I studied up on, you know, every little r- experts tidbit here and there and read everything, you know? And, uh, I did it horrible. And then one year, you know, you just pick them and you do well. And I remember I remember my mom being in one when I was a kid where she 
had a certain team, like you had a team and you got money based on how far they went or something based on that team. That was like your team, you're assigned a team. And she was assigned Cincinnati when they had Nick Van Exel and they went pretty far. Ah, and I yeah. love Nick Van Exel after that. Yeah. And I was like, man, I don't know. I never didn't know anything about him. And he became one of my favorite players of all time. And I was just, uh, you know, that's kind of a fun thing too, is you end up seeing sometimes in the tournament, I'll, I'll fall in love with guys. I want to watch the NBA. Karan Butler. I remember had a great run with Connecticut and I was just dreaming for the nuggets to pick him. The nuggets picked up Nene in the draft and uh Nicholas Skeetish Philly passed up on Karan <laughs> Butler. So that Skeetish one, <laughs> that one always kind of, thank hurt. you very much. Kiki Vandaway. Yeah. Whoever yeah. <laughs> was that him? Uh, was it Kiki that brought yeah, in Skittish Billy? I think that was. I think that might have been Kiki's first year here. I believe it was. Bad start, Kiki. Yeah, not, <laughs> not the best. Do you way remember to do back? It. I I feel like there was a time when you entered into an NCAA pool and you got you didn't just get points for picking a win, no matter what the team was, but they were weighted. Do you, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, like if if you picked a 12 seed over a five and that one, then you got. A higher number of points for picking that right. There's a lot doing that nowadays where yeah, they, they weight it so that you can't just pick the one seeds and go all the way through. Yeah, know? they should do that. But it, makes it seems more like sense. I, it's always like you get, uh, you know, one point for a first round correct pick. You get two points for a second round. You get four points for a third round and so forth and so on. And I feel like you should get more points for picking an upset. And you know what else really pisses me off? Is that they the NCAA calls the Thursday and Friday games round two? Yeah. Why do they do that? I understand there's play-in games. I understand they're trying to bring in, you know, five or six other teams, and instead of sixty-four, there's sixty-nine. So maybe it's four other teams. There's two play-in games. Yeah, I think there are some games tonight for the play-ins. Yeah, and, but at. then they call that the first round, and then that just confuses me. Yeah. And it's like, no, Thursday is the first round, but now it's the second round. Yeah. So it's dumb. Just call those the playing games and leave it alone. Yeah. Uh, there's no need. 64 teams is enough. No need for these playing games. I kind of like that there's teams that get that opportunity They're to play. They're even talking in. about expanding it more. Uh, and it's like, you want to just give every, like, what is this, Little League? Do we want to give everybody a ribbon for participating? Like, dumb. you have to have some kind of criteria for making it into a playoff. I mean, yeah, it's 64 is perfect. Don't, that's the one tournament. This is the one tournament that can't get any better. Exactly. You, by adding more teams, you don't get better by doing that. You know, it's always fun to have those, the funny thing is there's that argument, right, of the four teams. Like last year, CU, a lot of people were like, they got screwed and they should have been in the tournament and this and that. They weren't going to win the whole thing. They were maybe going to win one or two games. How many of those bubble teams really have a legit shot to go all the way? Maybe one of them has, would have won it one time in the entire length of bubble teams. And then those, those two teams that or those four teams that get picked usually aren't they're like bubble teams, right? But then there's always a couple teams that can get completely left out that should have just been in the tournament. Like Drexel those. this year was a yes. big letdown. Drexel, exactly. And they're not even in the play-in games. Yeah, yeah. How do you, <laughs> why isn't the play-in games the bubble teams? Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> it's, dumb. it's like Iona, BYU, Western Kentucky, and I don't know who that, MVSU, whatever that is. Yeah, it's dumb. It's crazy. But uh, at any rate, it's exciting, t- exciting time. Can you believe what's going on in sports this week? 
No, and I'm just I was I'm just watching the game cast for the Nuggets here just a little bit, and uh, I saw the score was 104 to 102 with 10 seconds left in favor of Atlanta. Oh, and then all of a sudden I see three seconds left, and the Nuggets are up 105 104, meaning they must have hit a three pointer or an and one. And then uh, I see all of a sudden it's 105 105 going to overtime. So with three seconds left, Atlanta must have drawn a foul, which never happens. Sure, and uh, they made one or two free throws to go to overtime. So. Uh, crazy week for sports. We got Peyton Manning. We got the Nuggets fighting for their playoff lives. We have <laughs> March Madness. It's truly March Madness for every sport right now, right? It's great. It's I awesome. couldn't be happier. No. And I'm a little apprehensive about the Peyton Manning thing. I do think he's gonna. They're gonna announce it. I thought they would announce it today. I honestly did. The first um, day of free agency would have been good, but like you said, he he still has to do his due diligence of. Uh, you know, wanting to maybe appease some owners and look like a good guy by meeting with, I believe, the Titans today. Is that the second meeting with them or the first? I, I think it's the first and only, but, again, I, I don't really know. I, I do believe that a lot of this is just kind of for show, just a, a courtesy. Yeah. Uh, a lot of teams would be, especially Tennessee, would be pretty upset if their owner didn't at least pretend that he was going after yeah. Peyton Manning. So. Kind of we'll for uh, for fun tournament news uh, today, a player out of Syracuse who shares a, a familiar name, his name is Fab Mello, was actually ruled ineligible. He's Syracuse's best player. He's a seven-footer. Uh, they're one of the favorites to win the tournament. He is ineligible because of uh, academic reasons. So he couldn't what get What school uh, does he play for? Syracuse. Syracuse is having a lot of problems with their basketball program. And they couldn't figure out a way to get him to Good C's or whatever. <laughs> but, I mean, they were one of the favorites, so now that he's out, I mean, Syracuse has no shot with him gone. Oh, goodness. So Not not good I, not good uh, for future recruiting for that school. That school's in trouble, man. I mean, they had the, 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 the uh, sexual abuse stuff with that uh, assistant coach right after the Joe Paterno stuff came out uh, oh, where Jim Beheim right. was adamantly defending him, and then the guy's wife was like, no, he did it for sure. <laughs> that's so they have that stuff. And they have all these players that are you know being ruled ineligible now. So anyway, it's crazy. It's a crazy time in sports. It's a crazy time for the Broncos, for the local Col- Colorado basketball schools, for the Nuggets, the Avalanche are fighting for the playoffs. I mean, it's a, it's a good time, once again, to be a, to be a Colorado sports fan. I believe Ross that you are over there looking for perhaps an email that we received. So I wanted to read uh, last week we we did our kind of a normal episode, you know. Sure. But for some reason there was a, a, a overwhelming number of emails on both in su- support of what we're doing here and also people that are uh, I wouldn't say they are hating it, but they're concerned. Or just voicing, yeah, their their opinion on where they believe the direction yeah. of the show is going. And, and so I wanted to uh, just read. Uh, I can't read this whole email. It's a very long one. This is from Rich. Uh, he uh, wrote here, uh, loved the last episode. Uh, he His opinion on the Week in Review, which we discussed early in the show last week, is that he likes it. Keep it. I like it. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's, it's a fun way to. I like it, too. Um, and then uh, he had some comments on our uh, last week. We talked about bad guys. Sports, sports bad guys. Yeah. So he gave us his own list here. Um, but uh, he also uh, said uh, that uh, 
he was one of the guys when we talked about, uh, you know what I like when they say Phyllis Rivers instead of Philip Rivers. Uh, he says uh, he's one of these guys. He said uh, he was yelling. Here we go. My Phyllis Rivers stories. This is from Rich. He said, I was at the Hockey League game, which we all remember. Remember how Phyllis struggled early in the game? I take responsibility for that. Before that game, I went down to the south end zone and kept calling him Phyllis as obnoxiously as I could. Don't cry, Phyllis. Boo-hoo. Phyllis. <laughs> Phyllis. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yeah. He shot me a couple really dirty looks. It was like sweet, sweet candy. <laughs> uh, Rich has sent us some emails before. They're always very, very good. I love them. One of the other players in prevent parentheses he says i don't remember who even went over by him and flashed gang signs at me security <laughs> finally came and removed me <laughs> jeez gang signs in a football game <laughs> yeah. that's that's always good so good job rich um uh and uh he, he gave his top five bad guys kyle orton number five um, he says he's the first Bronco player he ever wanted to boo while wearing a Bronco uniform. I kind of agree. Uh, I, I've, I've said before, I, I'm, uh, it's one of the reasons why I support Tebow and, and, uh, and I even supported Orton for a long time, but at the beginning of the season, I was just like, it's done. We've seen enough. So I agree with you there. Um, number four, the 1996 Jacksonville Jaguars, Rich says the entire organization is his number four bad guy. And all he says is F those guys. Seriously. F them. And he actually wrote EFF. So I'm not censoring him. Love that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I want to read his next part. I still want to vomit on people when they mention that Brunel might be a decent mentor for Tebow. <laughs> oh, God, Brunel. That's funny. <laughs> okay, number three is Jay Cutler. I get you there. Number two, Al Davis. Then he puts rest in pain. Gosh. Wow. brutal. Whoa. And number one, Josh McDaniels. And this is, I want to read this part. I'm a proud Bronco fan. Our history, tradition, what the team has meant to the community. I have pride in wearing orange and blue. I have pride in cheering for the orange and blue. I bleed orange and blue. Josh McDaniels was the first coach that made me question that pride. He made me embarrassed. I was not proud of my team. From the 59-14 debacle to Spygate, the Cutler wine-off, alienating Nolan and installing Martindale, drafting Moreno with the number 12 pick, and basically pissing off everyone he came in contact with, he made me lose my pride. I still loved the team, cheered for the team, but much like a parent with a drug-addicted child, <laughs> while I loved them, I was not proud. <laughs> Dang. That's awesome. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Fox, Tebow, Elway, Miller, etc. have restored my pride, but I will never forgive McDaniels for the stain he left on the orange and blue, my beloved Denver Broncos. He says, keep up the good work. Every week gets better and better. Talking about our podcaster. You know who's going to uh, make his pride come even more into play? Peyton Manning. That's what I'm saying here. Boom. Is, uh, think about how much uh, how much pride you would have for this team instead of Fox, Tebow, Elway, and Miller. You have Fox, Manning, Elway, and Miller. Uh, again, nothing against Tebow, but he's no Peyton Manning. Not a Peyton Manning. And uh, then the other email, and uh, this was not, I don't, I'm not going to read the email, but this was from one of our listeners, um, Jeremy. He had some observations about uh, our trajectory, for, is how he put it. He says, it seems like, uh, I'm, I, I don't have it in front of me reading word for word, but he said, it seems like our 
podcast is becoming less and less a sports podcast and more like a just general discussion with a sports backdrop. And uh, he didn't have anything negative to say about that, uh, but he just wanted to point that out because he said that he likes to hear uh, better than average take on sports, a better average opinion. And Jeremy, excuse me if I'm misquoting you, but that's kind of the gist of it. Yeah, and I think you know you we get in some certain lulls during uh, the sports seasons where yeah we do kind of you know maybe fill a show with a few other things here or there but i think we'll always probably be try to keep sports in the forefront here and uh, at least i will because that's basically all i know about so yeah and, and <laughs> i and i Much do other knowledge yeah exactly and i know that i i i'm i'm probably never gonna be the type of guy who watches and talks about the avalanche all the time right yeah i, I just i'm just not um i Certainly, my when it comes to my teams, the Broncos for sure, Rockies for sure, and uh, maybe even the Nuggets. Yeah, Nuggets. <laughs> um, no, I do love the Nuggets. I understand you don't like the Nuggets. That I much, do love the Nuggets. Denver's I just day. hate the NBA so much. Yeah, such a they need to clean that game up. That all that whole thing. They just need to make it more a representation of the actual game of basketball. That's it. Call travel. <laughs> Sorry. So if they call more traveling, you'll be a fan. Yeah, just call it when it happens. Yeah. You know, don't determine how you call it based on who's doing it. But anyway, Jeremy, duly noted. And uh, if you're listening now, did a lot of sports talk this episode, didn't you? Yeah, hopefully you got your fill because <laughs> we filled it up, I think. <laughs> but anyway, we do appreciate the emails. We're getting so many of them, and, and most of them are just absolutely positive. Um, uh they're, we couldn't be happier with the way people are reacting. So keep sending them to us at show at ColoradoSportsGuys.com. Um, do send us uh, or do give us a call. Shoot us some text at 720-722-1274. Um, Stitcher Radio. I, uh, this literally just happened today uh, when I got the email from them saying, yep, we got you on. So uh, let us know how that's going. If you're listening to us on Stitcher and you like it, great. Uh, again, we've over the past – you know, several months people have been reaching out and saying, you know what, we like Stitcher. We listen to all our podcasts on Stitcher. Why don't you get on Stitcher? And I don't want to say we ignored those emails, but uh, finally it was just like, okay, let's do this. It can't be that hard. So we did it. And uh, so anyway, hopefully that's cool, right? Yeah. And uh, what else, man? We got to get out of here. Um, we got, who should we dedicate this to? Episode 32? <sighs> How about to the, the Broncos front office for making this play for Peyton Manning? To John Elway. To Johnny Elway. We could, we could dedicate every single one to John Elway, so let's do that. Yeah, let's do it. All right, number 32 to John Elway. 32 to Elway, bringing in you know Peyton Manning for a visit, hopefully signing him later this week. And you know when we come back next week, hopefully that's what we'll be talking about is Peyton Manning wearing the orange and blue and i think we will yeah i hope so man all right everybody that's all we got folks we'll see you guys next week